0: Do you have a desire
1: to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then boy, you missed the opportunity with COVID and everyone being on lockdown because we were looking for digital content. We still are. So if you have a good idea or good content, now would be the time to get that out there. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Bear Fiora. Bear, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me, and and I, I people didn't notice you didn't say guest co-host today.
1: Yeah, I guess you can stay for a while. You'll do for now.
2: Yes, it's like Dave, it's been my it's dream. Like, I've worked so hard for this. I I like to thank the academy.
1: Don't 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 thank the academy. That's that's like not a great thing right now. They're in a little bit of trouble. Um, Oh no, much like everyone. Yeah. Much like everyone else and the, you know, every, everyone else in media, they've been being naughty. How are you feeling? You just got your COVID shot.
2: So, sorry. I believe it's a little hard to hear. You said, I just got my first COVID shot. Your first
1: COVID shot.
2: Yes. Yes I did. And, uh, you know what? It took me a, a whopping five minutes to start not feeling my right on my left arm. I think that's a record. It's just, it's a a small needle. It's nothing crazy, but just the after effect of it being in your muscle uh, makes me sore up all around. I'm very happy to have gotten it.
1: Well, I'm glad you got it. I'm mostly excited for one really big reason. Do you know what that is?
3: No. What's that?
1: Uh, I love watching you whine you're a big baby. And for somebody like that punches people and gets in a yeah. ring, yeah, hear me out. For somebody that is into blood sport, that's how they make their living. Hearing them go, someone poked me in the arm is really kind of amusing for me.
2: Well, you know, it, it, it's a different kind of pain. You know, getting hit really isn't, isn't that painful, but being sore and not moving, moving your arm that that's pain, and you got some psychosomatic issues there because I'm used to be able to lift and punch things, and now I can't lift it up past I don't know my lower chest.
1: Uh, as opposed to, uh, are we making the assumption you're good at your job? <laughs> <laughs> you can lift it higher. Oh, What's wrong? Oh, what I'm, kidding, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I am know. I know. You, I know no, you're no, good no, at cool. your job. I
2: get it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I needed spe- your reassurance sp- for that.
1: <laughs> Speaking of people that are doing uh, that are good <laughs> at their job, did you see the um, Oprah interview with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex?
2: I did, and it taught me quite a bit uh, about what, basically about what they're thinking, what their feelings are, because I always knew they were here, but I never quite understood what brought them to, uh, to the U.S.,
1: I found it really interesting on a couple of things. Um, So it's not uncommon for people outside the royal line of succession to, I mean, the direct royal line to not have security. So Archie, baby Archie not getting security would be within the normal behavioral parameters, but given the amount of animosity towards them and the fact that – uh, the Duke of Sussex, uh, Prince Harry is a a war veteran and, you know, has a fair amount of enemies that way. And, um, the, the Duchess of Sussex, um, has had so many threats. You think that security would have been kept. I find it really interesting. And the biggest thing in my head right now is, do you realize in like season eight of the crown, someone's going to have to play Tyler Perry. Like in the, in the footnotes of, of, now this is my royal family. When I say this, I'm a monarchist. I believe in the monarchy. I believe it's a good thing. I'm part of the Commonwealth. I am 100% a monarchist. So um, I, I need to be honest when I say that. But I find it shocking that in the footnotes of history, Tyler Perry um, played a role in royal drama. And then you think about it and you're like, not really. He's kind of in everything. Like Tyler Perry is literally, we can now say Tyler Perry is in everything.
2: I have found hit that man in movies and TV shows that just, I'm, I'm almost, uh, sidelined or not sidelined. Uh, I don't know, I'm curved ball by the fact that he's in them. Uh, he's and, now like, he's here, what? and he's actually involved in this world situation. <sighs> no pun intended. Uh, is just, Baffling yet enjoyable. I'm glad he was there for them. They needed someone. So and right. Tyler Perry is not exactly. Yeah, Tyler Perry is not exactly a nobody, even by Hollywood standards. He he's quite involved in the system,
1: but it's also oh, comical that it was is, Tyler um, Perry. He is a monolith. Well, the reason everyone thinks it's comical it's Tyler Perry yeah. is when they talk about him, everyone sees Medea. But what you don't realize is he's a freaking monolith. He created his own studio. Like he is. All kinds of badass in every possible way. Tyler Perry is one of the most inspirational people um, in, in, in Hollywood. So I'm not in the least bit surprised by that. But I'm really surprised everyone's like, okay, the monarchy was racist. Who did it? Like, I think it's a given. Princess Michael of Kent, that's who said it, guarantee you.
2: Well, considering her issues with her previous pets and uh, incidents regarding a radio show, and, uh, not ITV I- radio, and uh, and how she talks to certain individuals at restaurants, you know, it's it's anyone's guess. It's still up up It's Princess base, I guess. Michael
1: of Kent. So, for those that don't know, Princess Michael of Kent, uh, Prince Michael is Queen Elizabeth's first cousin. When you marry into the monarchy, as this woman did, your name becomes your husband's name. So her name is Maria or Maria or what is her name?
2: Uh, it, it is Marie. Let me get you the other one.
1: It's fine. I don't care. She doesn't matter. But she took on. She took You're on. She took on her husband's American name
2: for, for, for a random royal name.
1: Well, I actually don't like her. But So for those that don't know anything about Princess Michael of Kent, um, she's a bitch. I, I'd like to remind everyone, every time we swear on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Um, Fuck yeah. Now, the whole problem here with, the, with this horrible troll woman uh, is everything. But beyond that... <laughs> Um, every single thing this woman has said or done has been hideously racist since the Duchess of Sussex joined the royal family. And before... Well, did so she is wear a, that... It's, it's called that brooch a brooch. It's with. called a Blackamoor brooch. And it's... Uh, nobody wears Blackamoor jewelry. You see it in museums now. But Blackamoor jewelry is a high-end brooch usually created by Italian designers. Um... And what they are is it's a, uh, usually a black person drawn almost like a caricature in traditional garb um, and heavily jeweled. Now, to wear that, something that's a symbol of colonialism, very much a symbol of colonialism, to, to lunch with the Duchess of Sussex the first time you meet her, normally I would say, well, that's, that's rude. But you have to understand... These are people who know how everything they wear and do is scrutinized. That wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't happenstance. When you know everything you do is scrutinized, you know what you're doing. This is the same woman that had... Absolute choice. Oh, 100%. And this is the same woman that bought two black sheep and named them Venus and Serena. This is the same woman who said um, that people put more thought into breeding their dogs than who they breed with. You'll think about who you breed your at labrador to, but you won't think about who your children breed with. So when uh, they say, yeah, when they say, you know, you, I wonder who said that it. That's pretty evident. Yeah. You, so when everyone's like, gee, I wonder who said it. Princess Michael of Kent. I don't know if anyone else did but definitely Princess Michael of Kent. Just FYI. Just um, so you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was it was definitely Princess Michael of Kent. Um it may have been others oh, there may have man. been more to it but it was definitely Princess Michael of Kent. Um I think what, what why, really no, why would they
2: not want to come out and say that. Uh, obviously they're trying to maintain face or save relations with the royal family but is it should, is she that integral to the royal family that outing her would be it's, so it's not about damaging? Being
1: integral to the royal family, this comes down to one simple thing: the more grief they cause yes. the royal family, the more grief they're causing Her Majesty, the more grief they're causing um, the the uh, the Prince Philip, the the Duke of Cornwall, the more they're the Duke of Cambridge. Uh, so basically, you go okay. So let me change this from titles. So for those that don't know, you know who Prince Philip is, you know who Prince Charles is, you know who Prince William is. The the more grief and the more they put out there and the more dirty laundry they air, the more grief they're causing everyone. Obviously, their intention is not to cause grief. They need to protect themselves. They need to um, make sure that their family is safe too, of course, but they also need to... What's a polite way of saying this? Uh, there, there isn't. It really comes down to a pretty simple thing. Look, e- either the family is willing to protect them, and they're not, or they're not. Um, it's very difficult. You know, do not. For, no, I, I see. I'm going to disagree there. I think more protection was needed than that was given. I think that I understand where they're coming from when they say, you know, we need. Um, We, we need a certain optic. I get that. I mean, my whole job is optics. You know, I deal with people that get caught with hookers. So I, I get, Hey, make it look better. I get all of that. I think where I find frustration here is we're never going to hear from the palace ever on what went on. I think we are hearing now, Not for one second, not for one moment do I disbelieve um, Meghan Markle and Harry. I, I do not disbelieve them at all. But nor do I think a lot of this behavior was intentional. I think you're looking at people that are out of touch, that are listening to advisors, that are doing what they're told is best, so I think there's more to it, but we're never, ever going to hear the other side because the palace has one specific official position in all things. No comment. So I think what we heard from right. the palace, which was they were really upset to learn how, how difficult um, their graces found things and they will look into it, is the most we're really going to hear. We might that was there as a might. lot to begin with. That's it. And so that's I don't know, I'm I'm kind of caught. But again, I'm a monarchist, so it's really hard for me to to look at anything in a negative way here. But it's also impossible for me to realistically look at anything in a positive way. Because good God you can't accidentally like, it's not like, whoops, I did a racism. That That's no, literally not how.
2: It's almost calculated in the way that would have to be done.
1: Yep. And so, hence, I said, I, I'm going with Princess Michael of Kent. Um, I'm sure, you know, th- there could have been more, but at least Princess Michael of Kent. She may not have even been the one that made the skin color argument, but if something racist was said, my money's on Princess Michael of Kent. Because all she's missing is a clan hood. Oof! She is. She's a full out racist. I mean, she she oh, made the well, comment you know, once.
2: Circumstances.
1: Did, she made the comment once that she likes blacks because she dressed up like them, but was given away by her light eyes.
2: Yeah, yeah. That she she had a she told some. Uh, she told some black influencers at a, at a bar at a restaurant back in 2004 to go back to the colonies and went on a, went on a radio show, ITV radio to defend that. And one of her defenses was, as you said, she, she can't be racist and hate them because she dressed up like one, uh, but couldn't pull off, pull it off completely because her light eyes gave her away. And then there's the whole, you know, sheep or goats or whatever they were. <laughs>
1: They were sheep. And it comes down to this. They were for, for her to say, I tried, but I couldn't because I was given away by, by the way I look, that is somebody who, even in trying to defend herself, doesn't want anyone to possibly think she could even look black. That is what that phrasing is. And what I find so important also- about, the, about the entire situation is, you know, you look like Meghan Markle lady, thank the world. But in, you know, like that, that she is an extraordinary looking woman. She also happens to be an extraordinary woman. Um, but to see this level of racism and the attacks on her looks, and one of the things I found extraordinary is how thoroughly and completely Megan Markle's looks were attacked. Now, I agree when they said that the level of racism that was shown to the Duchess of Sussex was different. I agree. That level of racism was not normally shown, but the pit yeah. one against the other behavior that they did with, um, princess Kate and princess Megan. And even though, you know, you notice they refer to them as princess Kate Diana and, and Megan uh, Markle.
2: Fergie, I think.
1: Yeah, it was Diana and Fergie. It's just a repeat of the same behaviors. Cause it sells papers and you have to feel bad um, for Prince Harry, cause he's watching something that killed his mother now being leveled onto his wife. So I find the whole thing pretty freaking shocking. We are going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about went on in what went on in the house of Windsor. Again, I have to give you guys the disclaimer because I don't want any misinterpretation here. I am absolutely, um, a fan of the Duke and Duch- Duchess of Sussex. I'm also a monarchist. So for me, I feel like personally, um, the monarchy is very, very important. So please understand you are not getting an unbiased view from me. I'd love to give you one, but I I can't, I was raised a monarchist and I genuinely believe it matters. And sometimes my grandma listens to this show. And if I so much as insult the Royal family, uh, she'll beat me. No, she, she, I'm genuine. She'd really be mad at me, but cutting all that out. Uh, even she thinks, I'd like to point out, a traditional monarchist, my grandmother, for years has said Princess Michael of Kent should have been thrown out the family just because she's an embarrassment. So <laughs> this is from a traditional monarchist there, and I feel very much the same way. We are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what's going on in the news, what's going on in the press, what's going on in the media, and spin, 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 how they spin it, how the palace should spin it. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co host Bear Fiora and we'll be right back after this.
0: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? Racers
3: and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears racers and rental cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time 1 p.m. Eastern right here on the Voice America Variety Channel
0: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, Philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica.
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are going to talk about spin. We are on with my co-host, Bear Fiora, and we've got a couple of giveaways and a couple of thank yous, and we're going to ask you some questions specifically about the royal family, and if you can get them, you'll get one of our giveaways. Our giveaways today are a book by Peter Matthews, Dollar Democracy on Steroids with Liberty and Justice for Some, How to Reclaim the Middle Class Dream for All. We are down to our very, very last book, so if you get it, this is our last one. We have foldable ballet flats with a pouch from Graciously Your Sydney. They're great. They're great in an emergency. And i got to tell you, she sent us a box over to do giveaways with, and I swiped a pair. Don't judge me. But I have to tell you, I I actually do wear them, and they are incredible. They are my favorite things. They're in my purse when I go somewhere, especially when I wear heels um, because I'll have to pull them off and drive and do all kinds of things. These were the best things anyone ever invented. Uh, a, a ride for two at off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. So if you want to win a couple of free ATV rides, let me know. Or a float from True Rest, Sedona or Las Vegas if you need to get away. These are, All of these are really great um, quarantine-friendly giveaways. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the Royal Family. You tell me what you think, and you can win any one of those. So our first question about the Royal Family. Um, who do you think really orchestrated and I'm not, I'm not doing the, the, so, you know, if you write in and you say you think the Royal family killed Diana or any of that stuff, um, I'm a monarchist that ain't going to go well. You're not winning shit. Um, who do you think when Diana and Charles, this is going to be a PR question. So look it up. Princess Diana and Prince Charles both had competing interviews. Diana was much better at spinning the media. The woman was incredible. We still use some of her tactics today when dealing with the press. She had an interview. Charles had an interview to rebut. He was stiff and wooden. She was, of course, very, very natural. Um, With those interviews, I'm going to ask, what do you think the most interesting aspect, not of the royal interview themselves, but of how they dealt with the media was? That's question number one. I'll let um, Bear pick question number two In just a minute We have three giveaways So that's question number one He'll pick question number two And we'll let our guest Pick question number three In just a little bit Now When we're looking at media Right now Everything's digital Like everything's digital Bear is really well known On TikTok um, You guys can find him of course At Bear Fjorda on TikTok Bear Fjorda on all, all platforms but- All
2: platforms Even the ones you <laughs> wouldn't think about
1: But my God, the palace is bad at spin. I have never seen such a big organization have such piss-poor spin doctors. And, And it's not new. Like Diana had her thing with Charles and their whole thing was, now let's take the prince who has been raised a prince and does not know how to be relatable to people, and I happen to like Prince Charles when I say this, and pit him against someone who is excellent at media. What the fuck are you thinking?
2: You know, that's something they should include in his, his classes as, as growing up as a child, is maybe some public speaking classes, maybe some that teach you about speaking. charisma and what makes you charming.
1: That's it. Okay, that's what, what I'm sending. I'm sending them everyone gets a copy then. of How to Win... <laughs> everyone gets a copy of How to Win Friends and Influence People. That goes to all royals now. That,
2: that is know, not I... a teacher. <laughs>
1: I think it's important, but the palace sticks to tried and true spin. And it's a long standing institution. You see it with the Spanish royal family, you see it with the English royal families, you see it with these royal families that have been around for a long time. They don't change what they're doing. And there's a point where you're like, um guys, you you gotta work with something a little bit more modern here. And that's just not happening.
2: No, it seems that they're using very old tactics in handling situations. situation. <clears throat> maybe you said their co- most common response is no comment. Uh, You'd you think at some point they learned to, I suppose, not, maybe not manipulate, but use the media to their advantage.
1: Well, actually, everyone's going to kill me for saying this, but it's true. The person that was best at manipulating the media uh, was Diana Spencer, was Princess Diana. Now, the best way for the Queen to have dealt with the situation after Diana died, to save the Duchess of Cornwall from having issues using the Princess of Wales title, would have been to create a new and special title for Diana. Give that title to Diana, call her the Princess of Roses. Give that to Diana.
3: Ooh.
1: um, Give her that title so that that frees up the, the Princess of Wales title. Consistently refer to her as the Princess of Roses, create a holiday. The um, honouring this holiday and create a special award around it, a humanitarian award. The only person that can give out that humanitarian award are her descendants, so it could be Prince William, Prince Harry, their children, so on and so forth, and create a reoccurring award based around Princess Diana. Now, you'll have to remember something and you're going to get pissed at me for saying it, but Princess Diana was an asshole to the royal family. And they were kind of assholes to her. So you can understand why everyone was like, let's just let this go. We'll walk away. But the saddest thing was when uh, Princess Diana died and they were doing her funeral, Prince Harry was terrified of, of walking, of having to do that walk. So Prince Philip, who was quite, who was still, who was quite elderly at that time, um, got down and did the walk with his grandsons at their mother's funeral. Because Harry specifically was scared and sad and didn't want to walk alone. So something I think that gets lost in all of this is it is a family. And they have family problems and they have family dramas. And I think that people forget all of that. But more than that, um, colonialization and all of the crap that went on historically with the Commonwealth... There are still undertones there. And when Meghan Markle says they're racist, not the whole royal family. She was very clear it was not her majesty. But when, when they're saying that, I don't know, maybe believe the woman that's living it. Like, I'm a monarchist. I love the royal family. I absolutely respect them. I would not want to get rid of them. I am a loyal monarchist, and I believe her. So that's a hard one for me. Maybe just get rid of you know, you know, Princess Michael of Kent. Get rid of her. <laughs> just get rid she's of Princess useless. Michael of Kent. Yeah, she's useless.
2: No, I completely agree with that one. It's, it's a one day, one day soon, I might add. That's going to be a horrible backlash, having her Princess on the Michael roster.
0: Kent. Uh, yeah.
2: They just, if you're they not willing to deal get... it now, she will have to.
1: she's just she's trash and i don't know why they keep her she benefits nothing she helps nothing she's she's racist trash and the reality is by having her you're kind of underscoring all of the problems that the duchess of sussex was talking about um but then again you you know they've got the issue with uh prince andrew and the whole pedophile thing and that They've had so many scandals, it, it breaks life my heart. I've been willing to
2: put up with, but I don't get why.
1: So you don't really have a choice. You can fire someone from a job. It's really easy to turn around and be like, you know what? I don't like you. You're bad at your job. You're fired. What do you do when it's your cousin? Like, are you going to fire your cousin? No, I would if they were racist assholes, but I, I, happen to like my cousins. I'm really lucky. Yeah, I have great cousins it comes to
2: show. You gotta look at, you gotta look at the, But uh, they're starting
1: it. Well, then this becomes the question. Okay. So you're going to boot people from the monarchy. When you have a hereditary system that says these people are into the family, these people are out and you start culling and pruning the leaves. It's, it loses its value. Now, I think someone like Princess Michael of Kent, who married in, is an irrelevant not bit of nonsense, and she just should stop being included in, in everything, and maybe we'll all get lucky and she'll get hit by a bus soon. That's just, that's just my opinion. But, yeah, so, I don't know. When they ask, uh, who, who, who asked that question? Uh, Princess Michael of Kent. Other people may have too, but definitely Princess Michael of Kent. She's a racist toadstool. But they are not handling the spin well. You've got to get some decent spin doctors in there. There are a couple of palace spin doctors that have got up and said what they should do is keep their mouth shut. I completely and totally disagree. And I'm right, because I always am on this stuff. It's my job. Because the palace spin doctors are the reason this stuff's still happening. The Queen had 1992, which was considered the worst year in the monarchy's history. You had the fire at the castle Why? of Windsor. The di- oh, well, you okay, had the fire at the castle of Windsor, you had the divorce, you had That'll the, do it. the thing with Princess Diana, you, the death, you like so much, it just became non-stop problems, and it was uh, it was before her death, and she got up and she read uh, the Queen read a statement saying, "I will not look back on this year with warmth." This year we've got um, Prince Philip in hospital. We've got this drama going on. And, of course, if you want to mitigate, get rid of Princess Michael of Kent. That's just, that's just me. But I think the palace needs to find out what was said, who said it, come out with a statement, and put some sanctions there. And as for um, Prince Andrew, they need to – I mean, there, there are ways to deal with all of this, and they're simply not – and I think it's really frustrating for me that they're not. Because I'm like, it's not hard to deal with. Jesus, ABC, handled. It's not hard. Like, if I can get politicians that get caught knocking hookers up out of trouble, not that I have or will, because I'm a good girl. And if I had them as clients, I wouldn't tell any of you naughty because naughty. they wouldn't like that. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, no, I, I, please, I've helped people that have done way worse stuff than that. It's not a hard fix but this kind of fix takes real honesty real acknowledgement and their spin doctors are not even going to give them the full story something people don't realize is often the monarchy is protected from the news and the public somebody else is making the decision what they hear what they see and how much they get to know so
2: that's the risky business right there
1: mhm so not only are they uh, are they having to live with the consequences of these decisions? But they don't always know what the decisions are. So it's a rough one. We are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be on with Jordan Matter. He is one of my favorite people in the world. He's an amazing photographer. He's now in Los Angeles from from what I just read, which really, really made me excited because that means I'm going to drag him out and say hello.
0: Um,
1: we'll be right back. Oh, I got caught. So Jordan Matter, he. He's a portrait and dance photographer. He's the author of New York Times bestsellers, Dances Among Us and Born to Dance. He's created a viral phenomenon. And we'll get more from him because I can read you his whole bio, but he's far more interesting to talk to than I am to listen to. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my guest co-host, Bear Fiorda, and we'll be right back after this.
0: Stimulating talk
3: gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast.
0: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
3: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every
1: Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time follow the voice america variety channel on twitter our hosts always have something to say and we know that you do too we tweet on today's hot topics and you're welcome to follow us Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety.
0: You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at SummerHelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show uh, Jordan Matter. He's got 3.8 million subscribers on YouTube. He's had his photo. Uh, he's been featured on ABC News, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Today, BB, and, and the BBC, The New York Times, Half Post, O Magazine, freaking everything. He's amazing. Um,
3: Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. How are you?
1: I am doing really, really well. We're on with my co-host Bear Fiorda, and we are. I was just reading uh, a bunch of stuff on you, and I gotta ask: uh, you're on a on Hollywood fix, which is paparazzi for YouTubers, basically. Um, yep for a play- a prank you played after moving to Los Angeles. Cause you're working with big influences now. So, so what happened? How did you end up on Hollywood fix?
3: Well, first of all, can you guys hear me? Okay.
1: I can hear you. Can you yeah, hear we us? got you.
3: Perfect. Perfect. Great. Okay. So first of all, I have to say, I guess the, fir- the last time I was on was uh, about a year ago. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess your stats are still from there. That's pretty impressive. So I, I, we've, got, we've doubled the subscribers that, you, that we had because you just mentioned three 8-bits, actually six and a half million now.
0: So I'm that's kind of cool to I'm going to just oh, smack around. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to smack Lex. That's really
1: cool growth. I'm, yeah, Lex. I'm in yellow yeah. at Lex. I actually, I can't. I'm really dependent on her. I don't know where my head is without her, but I'll yell at her a little bit.
3: <laughs> don't yell at anyone. But um, the Hollywood fix thing was crazy. So I, I moved to LA, yes, to, um, to have access to weekly to incredible uh, performers, creators, influencers for my videos. The videos tend to be a little bit like a late night talk show. So I'm mm-hmm. the kind of zany host and I make um, weekly uh, influencers do crazy things, pranks, dares, photo challenges, things like that. I'm a photographer. So we, we came up with this prank for a TikToker who has 50 million followers. So he's a big TikToker. And what we did was... Um, he wanted to prank his family, so I, I hired a fake police and police car, and uh, I, I dared him to do a TikTok on top of the police car. His family was standing right there. Uh, he did it. The police came out. They arrested him, and he, the, the car drove away, and the family was totally freaking out, so a great prank, but uh, the guy is so famous, somehow or another, the Hollywood fix, which is, Paparazzi for YouTube, they uh, were alerted that he was around. They happened to cast this whole thing on camera, posted it before we could reveal it was a prank. And then everybody was blaming me for their favorite TikToker getting arrested, though he was never actually arrested. So I did feel like that cancel culture thing coming at me. Fortunately, we were able to reveal it was a prank in time before they had their fangs out. And that, was, that just happened yesterday. So that was, that's a very recent adventure I've had.
1: That's fantastic.
3: Good God, so is this that already, is, gotta be frightening. Is this,
1: alri- is this already up?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. The Hollywood Fix piece is ran this already the next up? Day I posted the video. Yeah, it's all up there, yeah. what, what was your fantastic. initial uh, um, and everyone can find this on
1: your YouTube
3: Uh yeah, if you go to my YouTube Jordan Matter, you'll see it's the it's the most recent video. You'll see that whole prank play out. Uh, the funny thing, the, the other funny part about the prank was Michael, the TikTok, was supposed to come back 30 seconds later to reveal it was a prank, but somehow they all got lost, and he didn't come back for 10, 15 minutes. I had to stall the parents who were trying to get in their car to leave, to drive to the police precinct to pick him up, and they were all freaking out. They are like, his career's over. Everything's done. How could you do this to him? They're getting in their car. They're driving away. I'm pretending to be on the phone with the LAPD, saying, I've got a buddy. He's fixing it, just stalling until they could get back to reveal the prank so the whole thing actually fell apart but in the end it was hysterical really fun video that's insane that's
1: fantastic that's amazing the
2: the backlash alone must have been a little bit unnerving to say the least where you well once this all obviously went down how did you hear about the fact that you've been recorded for the uh, uh i beg your pardon I forgot about the, the outlet's name right now the hollywood live i believe or uh Hollywood, Hollywood
3: fix. Hollywood fix. Well, what happened was, was fix. Uh, th- my- Michael goes away in the cop car, right? And then suddenly, this dude is up in my face with a camera, and I said, "Wait, who are you?" And he said, "What happened? What happened?" And the parents were still there. I didn't want to give away the prank, so I stayed in character and said, "I don't know, I don't know." He got he got busted. He's I don't know what's guy, right? Like, all this whole thing. So he gets that all on camera. I didn't know he was a Hollywood fix. <laughs> then it comes out that like, and I look like an idiot, of course. Like, <laughs> but because I'm playing the part. And uh, so I I didn't know. You know, actually in comparison, I had a much worse thing happen to me. Um, Last year around this time, I did a prank. I don't actually do pranks all the time. I just happen to be talking about them right now. Usually they're photo challenges, but uh, we did a really fun prank that we never posted. And here's what happened. And we got uh, an acrobat to dress up like Billie Eilish. She looked just like Billie Eilish. And uh, she had two quote bodyguards around, security shirts but really they were, uh, they, they were, um, ba- base, uh, accurate. So what we would do is we go to a popular place and she'd walk around with security and everybody start freaking out. Like it's Billie Eilish, it's Billie Eilish. Then I'd start pretending to take her photo and everybody would be going crazy. And then she would just get up on their shoulders and they'd throw her in the air and she'd do some crazy flip. And suddenly people were like, wait, Billie Eilish can flip in the air. This is nuts. Like she'd be 20 feet in the air and then eventually we'd reveal it was a prank to that crowd and we'd go on and we'd do it again to another crowd, right? So this is a really fun, entertaining way. We never, we never left the crowd thinking it was Billie Eilish. Anyway, somebody snapped a photo, posted it. Uh, here's, here's Jordan with Billie Eilish. Billy Eilish sees it, right? And then calls me out on this. Like, I can't believe that everybody, like, stop imitating me. It's not fair to the fans. This isn't right and just lays into me on social media. Suddenly, like, I, it, what felt like every uh, kind, of, kind of trash magazine in the country was reaching out to me for a comment about <laughs> why I was impersonating Billie Eilish in my YouTube channel, and I was, you know, everybody was canceling me. Um, that, was, that lasted about 48 hours, and then uh, people forgot about it when something else happened. I think it was this thing called COVID came around and people forgot about me and Billy. So um but that so that was the worst moment I've experienced with the cancel culture. I love you the comment about yeah, COVID. That that got people's attention.
1: A little bit, yes, yeah, oh, That, that catches people's attention. It
3: distracted them a little. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh that was fun. But you know, generally we we have a lot of fun. You know, we go out, um, we go out, we, we just do crazy, crazy uh, photo challenges and, and dares and it's a lot of fun. I love it. I love, I've really enjoyed being in LA too. I was, I was, we left New York where I had been based most of my life just in time. It was a brutal winter there and we got here just in time to keep creating content in the sun.
1: That's good timing.
3: Very nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, one of the first yeah. questions we Pretty got wonderful. as soon as you said New York, what do you think of what's going on with Andrew Cuomo? First question from Twitter.
2: Well, uh,
3: well Sorry. You know, uh, I, I actually I kind of, uh, this is wild, but I photographed the woman who came out first against him. Her name is Lindsay. Um, and I photographed her a couple of years ago when she was working for Cuomo. And we, I'm, I'm, I'm into politics. So we had a long talk. I was like, what's it like? What's it like? And she, you know, had a couple of eye rolls about him, but never, never let on what had been going on. Um, but, you know, said some things that she was basically, you know, like towing the line with, you know, this is what it's like to work for the governor and he's smart and he might run for president and all this. But then she made a passing kind of allusion to something about him and women. Um, I, You know, I think that it's like it would be a double standard if I didn't say that I thought he should be held accountable for this. I, I'm, I lean Democratic, so uh, I thought he did a good job during COVID, as most people did. Um, but... Now, you know, he did these things and he should be held accountable. I like the fact that they're going to have a whole hearing about it and look into it. And Democrats going after a Democrat, I think that's all right. If you do something wrong, you should be held accountable for it. So I don't, you know, the thing is, it's confusing with all this womanizing. You never hear women do it. It's always guys that get in trouble with this stuff. Well,
1: Hang on, and, hang on. Um, uh, Gilfoy Trump Jr.'s uh, girlfriend actually got fired from Fox for sexually harassing her female interns.
2: Oh, that, I I think it's it's interns, period.
3: Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, I don't know. I wonder about her sexually. If you think of, if you see that speech she gave at the RNC, I'd be like, I don't know. She seems a little intense for Mm -hmm. me. Um, Yeah, I I can imagine her being just harassing people in general about everything. I, I imagine it would be more than just sex. I think mean, she just seems like a harassing kind of human being.
1: I think the time you're looking for is lunatic, but yes.
3: Yeah, um, that's that, 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 <laughs> Yeah.
1: Like I'm, I'm also you know, I, even... I
3: think, I think the problem <sighs> you're seeing with Cuomo is that he's been a strong, like a strong man kind of leader, and that's coming back to bite him because there's, there's nobody that feels loyalty. So everybody's ready to jump ship once he seems weak because he's always ruled from a position of power and, and intimidated people. And now that, that they see there's a chance to get him back, even the Democrats are willing to, to, to go after him. And uh, he, there's nobody that's loyal to him. It's true. And, and it's too bad in a way because, because he did have a combination of a lot of assets that could make him a good leader. Uh, but at the same th- time, then he I has th- these weaknesses. I
1: think – I think he could have gotten away with the sexually harassing, if not for the nursing home, and the nursing home, if not for the sexually harassing. Like, half of what I do is spin. spin. You can usually handle one scandal, not two. But if you get two, you need to pull a trump and turn into a mud monster, because nothing sticks to a mud monster. It doesn't matter then. So he's either going to have to go mud monster Mm. or deal with it.
3: Well, where do you think he's going to go? Like, I mean, right now he's not going to resign, but I wonder if he'll run for a fourth term. You know, this, this is, it, he, he looked will. like he was going to take it. You think he's going to, because, because he is very similar to Trump in a lot of ways. Yeah. And Trump is just, you know, deny, deny. The only thing he did that Trump didn't do is he actually apologized, which I don't yep. think Trump ever has, right? He doesn't apologize for anything. So, um, and that's worked for him. This is the thing. Like what the second you admit that you were wrong about anything, people see that you're weak. And then and he's just never admitted he's he's wrong and seventy five million people believe everything he says.
1: Yeah. It's it's deeply unhealthy, really. I find it very strange. But again, I come from a different political system. I mean my political system's now in in, in turmoil because of um, the the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So we've got we've got a whole different thing going on with mine. So who do you think is going to play Tyler Perry in season 8 of The Crown?
3: <laughs> oh, geez. I haven't – I got to get into <laughs> The Crown. I haven't seen it yet. I, it's really good. But wait, where are you from? Why do I think you're from Australia? Am I, mis- I, I missing am, my accent? From- I
1: am Australian. I'm Australian, which is part of the Commonwealth, and my family are monarchists. So we're very pro-monarchy. Okay. Um, I have English, I have English and Scottish and Australian family, and we happen to be monarchists. So –
3: so are you pissed off at Megan right now or, or what's the deal? Not in the
1: slightest. Not at all. Um, I, th- I, oh, I absolutely I believe her.
3: Modern,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I believe her 100%. Sure. But like the, I mean, I think it's a given. Like the definitely Princess uh, Michael of Kent, um, she said something. She's the one that came out in the Blackamoor brooch and uh, bought two black sheep and named them Venus and Serena. So it's not like really a secret who the lunatic racist is in the family.
3: What about kate what 's your vibe on her? Is she an opportunist kate. or is she like a good person
1: kate middleton um, yeah i think I think she 's done everything by the book she 's followed all the rules i don 't think she 's an opportunist um, I think she's just doing her best and I think that 's what it comes down to is she's doing her best i don 't think i don't I just think her and um, the Duchess of Sussex, Her and Meghan Markle, don't necessarily mesh. I don't think they hate each other. I think the problems with the brothers. But I much If you could. Oh, sorry,
3: go mm-hmm.
1: ahead. I grew up very much uh, like Kate Middleton did, and I've worked in entertainment in similar jobs to Meghan Markle, and it's very hard within myself to reconcile those two very different lives. So two people that have lived these two distinctive lives would be very, very different.
3: Right. Who would you hang out with? Any any member of the royal family, you could like hang out with them for 24 hours. Who would you pick?
1: Uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. She's watched the most change in history. She's gone from a time when coronations were not televised. She was an ambulance driver in World War Two. She has worked in silent protest against um, the United Arab Emirates and Saudi kings. She's watched more history in her lifetime. There's been more change under her reign in the second Elizabethan age than there has at any other point in history.
3: So her, she's seen more. That's true. Maybe on the planet, she might be one of the most interesting people. Okay, what about if you could hang out with William or Harry?
1: Harry, he gets on better with Australians. We could take shots.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Get on with the gender, I, I see.
1: <laughs> like, that's, like, it's, it's just, I, I, I like soldiers, and he's very much a soldier.
2: Ah, uh, that makes sense.
1: Two tours in Afghanistan. Good guy. So, let me ask you, what do you think? This is um, English royalty coming to hide in America, um, being helped by Tyler Perry and Oprah. Um, which would be you know american mm. royalty at this point what do you think about
3: what's going on oh you know like most americans i mean i've been to, I, i've been to england several times i kind of get the fascination but I, I i don't i don't know i don't really understand the obsession as as much as uh, you do i think so for me it's more like entertainment like anything you know I, it, there, there's an aspect of really wealthy Privilege entitled people complaining about their, their entitlement. So there is that aspect that I think you've got to watch out for a little bit. It, it comes off a little bit self-pitying. Um, at the same time... Yeah, they need uh, better I press. Think, <laughs> I mean, I think, there's, I think there's a fine line that they're walking there. They're young, gorgeous, wealthy, and famous. Right? And, and, um, and they're, they shouldn't be upset about anything. Uh, at the same time, they're calling out an institution that needs to, needs to take a look at itself, Uh, and adapt to the new world. And so I think that's healthy. But I don't really think about them if they're not in the news. I I have no emotional investment in what they do one way or another.
1: Interesting. Okay. Now, we have about four minutes to a close. Um, I think we got caught up talking, and I got caught up talking about the monarchy. Uh, And I have like 9,000 questions here. Not really. I have like 176 questions, and we haven't answered. Sorry, guys. Um, Is there anything you want to say to everyone? Because most of our questions are how do I get into photography? So we have about three minutes left. Can you tell everyone how to get into photography and how to find you?
3: Sure. Well, easy to find me. My name is Jordan Matter, J-R-I-D-A-N-M-A-T-T-E-R, like Michael Jordan. And what's the matter? If you look me up, you'll find me wherever I am, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Um, To get into photography, I think this is a great time to do that because the social media is the great equalizer. So uh, yep. before, back in the day, you had to take assistant roles and then apprentice, and then this, that, and the other, to build a business. Now, if you have a, a good concept and if you're consistent, uh, you will find a um, you'll find a, a forum. Uh, what I would specifically do is post regularly. Use Instagram primarily to build a following. Use Reels rather than still photos. Instagram and YouTube are, uh, and Snapchat are all trying to mimic. TikTok now with short form vertical videos. So rather than just putting a photo out there, either put several photos in one post, which is called a carousel or uh, make a a, a 30 second reel about it and post it there uh, where you show some behind the scenes footage of the photos. Most importantly, be yourself, take images that excite you, but make sure that there's something that people would want to see. We've already seen enough sunset photos so find something unique and interesting and document it regularly. Follow a lot of photography accounts and find inspiration. It never hurts to steal some stuff to start, get an idea from somebody else, do it for yourself, and eventually you'll build your own style. Wow, very, really well spoken actually. And it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the uniqueness
2: of finding your own kind of, finding your own path as well as finding some interesting in people. Because when you look at a lot of the, as you said, sunset photos, they can all be considered generic. So when you, find yes. an interesting thing that people are going to want to look at. That's what really separates the, well, the you, the joint matters, to the people who are kind of more obscure, who post the one random uh,
3: viral photo. Right. Here, I'll give you an example like of that. somebody that you should all follow. His name is Alex Stemp, Alex Stemp, S-T-E-M-P, or Alexander the Great on Instagram. I just collaborated with him a year and a half ago. He didn't even know how to take a picture. He does portraiture, so who doesn't? Everyone does portraiture. But the thing with what he does, which is fascinating, is he actually... Does portraits of strangers and he, he started not by pho- posting photos on Instagram. He started by making TikTok videos about his process. So he walks up to a stranger and he says, Can I photograph you? And then they say, Yes. And he does it. And they're, and it makes, he makes them look great. And then you see their reaction and they're very happy. And he just has had a kind of a viral presence on TikTok. He now has 11, 12 million followers on TikTok and a million on Instagram. And a year and a half ago, he was in, uh, guys, a, in analytics in some firm.
1: We have got to wrap this. Um, Jordan, can we get you on the show again? We didn't get to any of the questions. Um, thank you so, Stripping. so much for being on the show. I'm Summer Helen. We're on with our special guest today, Jordan Matters and my co-host, Bear Fioda. Thank you for joining us. Sorry we didn't get to the questions. We'll see you next week. Good night.